Latavius Bryant has signed with the Pirates. I'm serious. Okay, so April Fool's Day was yesterday, and I'm not going to get away with it two days in a row. But he actually did sign with the Pirates. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I've got daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Martavis Bryant. The Steelers' fourth-round draft pick out of Clemson a few years back is now 29 years old. In January, just a couple months ago, he signed with the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL. The CFL has its own uncertain future. It really had a hard time with the pandemic. The CFL has discussed and negotiated with the XFL for some sort of merger. But the fact of the matter is, football remains an NFL-only realm when it comes to the professional ranks. It just does. It's been that way forever. And every time somebody else has come along, other than I guess you could argue the AFL because the AFL became so solid that the NFL had no choice but to accept it in a merger or else just face endless bidding wars over everything. There aren't minor leagues. There aren't really alternative leagues. The CFL really isn't one because Canadian teams have Canadian requirements to the roster. You're only allowed X number of players from outside Canada to participate because they know what would happen is that those teams would get overrun by leftover American talent. And they're right. There used to be a European League, used to be a World League. Uh, Then there was the World League when it expanded into the United States, which was weird. And that was where your Birmingham's and... Montreal's and all kinds of other teams were around, but not for very long. Martavis Bryant wasn't around for very long in Pittsburgh. My goodness, what a talent. I I don't even have adjectives for some of the plays that he made. But the first one that pops to my mind was that insane aerial in Cincinnati where he went head over heels and somehow the ball went behind his legs and then back in front. Now now you remember the one, right? Okay. It went behind and then it came between his legs and something else. And I remember approaching him at Paul Brown Stadium after he had gotten done with the, the, the formal cameras and microphones and everything else that was around him and I just said did did you ever have an awareness of where the football was or or did you ever lose awareness did you ever like lose contact with it he said never 
thought that was a great answer because he wasn't referring to the play never. He was referring to that he just never loses contact with the football, that he feels like some kind of telekinesis with it or whatever. And you know what? After you make a catch like that, you can say something ridiculous like that and have everybody around you going, whoa. (laughs) What a football player. What a star. He could have been, would have been. But now... He is signed with the Argos, and as of yesterday, he additionally signed with the Massachusetts Pirates of the Indoor Football League, IFL. I don't know what that is either, (laughs) okay? I mean, I guess it's just what it sounds like. I didn't really care to look it up. But I I do know that when I went to the press release and I saw the following quotes attributed to Martavis, it was a little bit tough to digest. And I quote directly, I'm excited to get into pads again and grateful to the mass pirates for giving me this opportunity and allowing me to come in and represent their organization in preparation of the CFL season. I look forward to contributing any way I can. Big things are in store for the Pirates this year! Exclamation point. I know a few of the players on the roster and am looking forward to stepping on the field with them. Okay. I spent a fair amount of time in Martavis's corner when he was in Pittsburgh. And I mean that both in the literal sense, meaning where his stall was in the locker room, and in the figurative sense. Because I felt like, in a lot of ways, he was really wronged by a system that unjustly and way out of whack punishes professional athletes for marijuana use. Martavis has had his share of issues over the course of his life and his career. And I'm not here to relitigate all of them. But I do feel very strongly that it's worth pointing out here that what first got Martavis into trouble in the NFL was marijuana usage. It was breaking the league rule, it was breaking the team rule, and As a result, at the time, I chided Martavis for that, for breaking the rule. I never liked the rule, never supported the rule, and I do so much less today after a whole lot more evidence has emerged about the pain and the impact that marijuana has on people who suffer from pain, simple pain. It's a pain treatment. It gets your mind off it. It relaxes you. I've never had any. I'm not sitting here advocating it as if I'm some kind of junkie pothead or whatever, okay? 
But I have spoken with people who do suffer and who do use it and who do need it. And we're now seeing states, not just Colorado, states, plural, across the country form movements, most importantly, within the political realm where something can be done about it, to legalize it, to legalize its medical usage. It's even a discussion point in Pennsylvania now, which is generally not the pioneer with this sort of thing. And that tells me it's, it's going to continue to get traction. And in the process, along the way, one career, one professional career, of one football player who had the talent, maybe still does, he's 29, but but we saw with our own eyes that he had to the talent when he was with the Steelers to be an epic performer in this league for a long time with the things that he could do. And it got washed away because what would happen, Martavis got suspended once. And then the NFL's punitive system just keeps racking on additional games with each violation. Now, if you do that with Vontez Perfect, great. Great. Because a knucklehead like that's not going to figure it out after a one-game suspension, two-game suspension, four-game suspension. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until you do what they eventually ended up doing to him which was just saying, listen, here's, I don't even remember all the numbers with everything that that guy did. 8, 10, 12, 16, you're out of here. Just go away. The NFL is a better place without you. But the same cumulative principle was applied to Martavis. Well, you broke this rule once, so here's a suspension. And Martavis goes and, you know, does what a youngster who has either... Marijuana is not addictive by every medical account. But recreational activity can be in your head. Or pain management. Or some combination of both where you're not exactly sure what it is that you're using it for. But in any event, what that person needs isn't to get suspended, isn't to be docked paychecks and then be ostracized from the team. That's not, you're not helping anybody in that sense. There's no benefit to that, not in any direction, other than maybe looking a little bit extra pious. And I, 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 I hated it at the time, and I hate it that much more now. When I look at the current Steelers, and I ask myself, what would make the single biggest difference to their offense? The name Martavis comes into my head all the time. Not that I think he could do it. I, I, again, maybe he could. 
But he's now blackballed. He hasn't played in the NFL since 2018. What did he do compared to what Burfecht did to be out of the league? What did he do compared to, you know, Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt? These are, these are bad, bad people who did bad things, real criminal things. And Martavis is playing some sort of whatever this indoor league is in Massachusetts to get prepared to go play in Canada for a league that might not even exist the next time they're ready to kick a ball. Um, that bothers me. Not, not just from the standpoint of what happened to Martavis and certainly not just from the standpoint of the impact on the Steelers, but way more so from the impact or potential impact uh, on on future situations like these. The NFL's done actually a pretty decent job in the past, I'd say, two, three years of cleaning up some of this attitude. And I would hope that the league can take it that much further. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what all the answers are with medical marijuana and much less CTE. I'm, I'm not an expert in that field. But I watched with my own eyes this happen to this kid. And I know that it's happened in a lot of other places. And it just doesn't. When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question that's brought to you on this program always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at this firm, at LGKG, have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That means they're among the top 5% of all attorneys in the state of Pennsylvania. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Here comes the question from Dave. And having peeked at this in advance, I can tell you that it's going to continue our kind of existentialist theme today as opposed to getting into the usual X's and O's and who are they going to draft and whatever else here. Football as life. Dave asks, day on question, I grew up in central Illinois. Used to be coal country. Lots of Steelers fans there. My dad started watching in 72 and was hooked. He made me a fan when I started playing youth football. In 94, loved them since. I was converted to a Penguins fan in 2013 when I got to to a, go to a game. Now here's the problem. 
I've also been a Yankees fan since I was a little kid, and I can't do it anymore. I just don't like the fan base, and I have no real tie to the team. Do I say screw it and just jump onto the Pens bandwagon? Do I do that to myself? Okay. Dave's question is something that I hear more commonly in very, very different forms from a lot of different facets of the Pittsburgh fan base that's actually not really a Pittsburgh fan base. And I'm fascinated by it all the time. It never stops blowing me away that people cheer for Pittsburgh teams when they have virtually no connection, in some cases absolutely no connection, like what Dave is describing here, to the city. Because of all the sports franchises that are out there, I'd like to think, maybe from a Homerish standpoint, but I'd like to think that the Pittsburgh teams are the ones that are the most readily identifiable with the city. Only city anywhere where all of the teams have the same first name and the same set of colors. Seattle came close, but the new hockey team is blowing it up, so I'm perfectly fine with that. It's just Pittsburgh. It's just Pittsburgh. And yet, you hear... In particular, the Steelers, spoken about in the same way that you hear, uh, this is mostly the younger crowd, talk about uh, Manchester United overseas or picking a team in the English Premier League or some of the stuff that we talked about on yesterday's show as it related to growing the brand internationally. The Steelers are that to a lot of people to a huge chunk of people in Mexico alone. I've asked what the big deal is. I've asked Art Rooney himself what the big deal is with the Steelers in Mexico. And there's not really a firm answer for it. I've asked people who come to games in Houston and uh, Dallas who are either fr like from Mexico or of Mexican heritage, why do why? What happened here? They were just a great team. We just loved the image, the image of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What they've represented symbolically and otherwise. They became a thing unto themselves. That's that's amazing to me. I, I mostly I, again maybe because I don't I don't want to say I don't get it. That sounds disrespectful. I can't relate. I'm born and raised in one place I'll never leave. And all I know is Pittsburgh. And when I look at the teams that I cover, when I see them out on the rink, I'm in Chicago right now covering baseball, and when I was at Wrigley Field yesterday and I walk up to that world-famous marquee, the greatest marquee in sports, and I see... Pittsburgh up there. That's what I think's going on here. To me, it's Pittsburgh versus Chicago. 
When I see Steelers and Ravens, it's Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Heaven knows Steelers versus Browns because of the proximity of the cities. It's Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Almost like, you know, little mini wars, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what you think of it. It's, it's us against them. Our territory versus your territory. So I've always been intrigued by this idea of, uh, you remember the, the, the Jerry Seinfeld joke about all we're really doing when we watch sports teams is we're rooting for laundry. Like you don't even, like you love the player when they're on your side and the player goes to the other side, whatever, but you're, you're rooting for laundry. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't diminish or downplay the way people like Dave feel uh, to anything like that. But I, I still find it so interesting, and I'm, I'm not equipped, Dave, to answer your question. I'm not equipped to answer uh, really anybody's question about what their fandom entails. We have no idea what we're going to latch on to. Sometimes we don't even know why we do it. 20 years ago, I fell in love with the city of Winnipeg in Canada for personal reasons, not really sports-related. Just love the place. And when I see the Jets playing on TV, to me, I think about, you know, I think about Winnipeg. I think about it making people there happy, and I think about Winnipeg. Everybody's got their own differences. Everybody's got their own little attachments. Um, all I can say in the most general sense possible is... You know, go with your heart. And you know what? You wrote this question to a Pittsburgh sports writer. So, you know, I'm kind of guessing that might be where your heart already was. Thanks for that, Dave. I, I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers uh, all week long. And for as long, uh, however long you've, you've been with me, uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's kind of a dry time of year is why I can get into some of the fun existential stuff, but uh, let's not kid anybody. Here comes the draft. You know, here comes other stuff. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.